of the International Secret Police. of the secret police nears Black Pass, where the octopus is supposedly awaiting them, Clint orders Barney to turn off his course and head for Nagchuka, main gateway to the Tibetan capital, Lhasa. He plans to leave Dr. Kingsley and little Jean there for safety's sake, not knowing that the octopus and Quan Wu have also flown there. As the boys fly over Nagchuka, however, they see a plane below which they recognize as belonging to their enemy, the octopus, and Barney hastens to land beside it. Now be careful, Barney! You're going to land at too fast a speed, you'll crack us up. No, I won't, Clint. Just hold on a minute and I'll have you down and we'll have the octopus. I sure hope you know what you're doing, Barney. Look, people are running out from that building and looking at us. Well, I don't wonder. They probably think a lunatic is flying this plane. Hold tight, I'm setting her down. There, we're down. Didn't I tell you I'd do it? Yes, you needn't have bounced just like a rubber ball. Pull up right beside that octopus plane, then cut your motors. Speed and I'll go back and get the others ready to climb out. Okay. Better keep your guns handy in case the octopus saw us coming. Gee, Clint, you really think we've got him cornered at last? Well, I don't know, Speed. You know how he is. Furthermore, the octopus may not be flying this plane himself. Perhaps it's just one of his band. Maybe. We'll soon find out. Hey, that really was a landing, fellas. What happened? Did Barney hit a bump? No, no, Bob. But we spotted an octopus plane. We're taxiing up to it right now. An octopus plane? Oh, dear. I hope he isn't here. Golly, Jean. You ought to hope he is. He couldn't do anybody any harm here in Nogtuka. They're awful strict here and watch everyone. You have to know all about him before they let him go on through into Lhasa. All right. Everybody out now. But Dr. Kingsley, you and Jean stay in back of us. Can't tell what might be awaiting us. Well, whatever you say, Clint. I'll go first. You follow me, Bob, and keep your eyes and ears open. You bet. Oh, here comes someone to meet us. Looks like some sort of an official. Well, we can save time, I guess, by asking him what he knows about this plane. Who are those fellows with him? Look like policemen. Uh, you take care of Gene the doctor, Speed, and let us do the talking. Oh, okay. Say, this fellow doesn't look any too friendly, Clint. Uh, don't worry about that, Bob. They're very careful here. Besides, he doesn't know who we are. Which of you is Clint Barlow? What? Well, I am, but how did you know? This is your plane? Well, it's the property of the International Secret Police. We came here... Is this all of your party? No, my aide, Barney Dunlap, is still inside the plane. Not anymore, pal. Who's this guy, the mayor? My name is Moo. Moo? <laughs> you find it funny? Very funny, pal. It sounds like a cow. You know, Moo, Moo. Oh, here, here. Now, take it easy, Barney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows I'm only kidding. Have you told him about the octopus? Yeah, I was just about Enough to. Enough of but... this talk. Clint Barlow. 
You and your party are under arrest. You... What? Uh, what do you mean? Why, there must be some mistake, Why? Mr. Moore. We're the secret police. Yeah, and we came here to arrest somebody, not to be arrested. Nevertheless, you are under arrest. Any pleas of innocence you wish to make must be made at headquarters. Come with me. I can imagine how Clint Barlow feels at this moment, Kwanu. Careful, Master. The chief of police is apt to return at any moment. It will take him a little time to see that our uh, friends are safe in their cell. <laughs> Meanwhile, we can talk freely. I shall feel better when we have left Nogzuka and are safe in our headquarters at Lhasa. Barlow may convince the authorities of the truth, and then we are lost. <laughs> Before he can do that, we shall be in Lhasa, Kwanu. Do not forget that the Tibetan government thinks me to be a noted scientist, Paul Munier. I am going to carry on important scientific investigations here in Tibet. And for privacy, I pay the Tibetan government a very large sum of money. But what if Barlow tells them that you are the octopus? I do not doubt that he will, but they will not believe him. For you heard me tell the chief of police that instead of Barlow and the others being secret police as they claim, they are instead agents of a rival government which seeks to discover my scientific experiments and carry them back to their own country. Enemy spies will use my inventions to destroy the civilization of the world. Yes, but clever as you are, Master, I am surprised that they believed you. Believed me? Quan Wu, with wars and rumors of wars thundering over the world, governments will believe anything. <laughs> that is why crime thrives on war. The world is playing into my hand, Quan Wu, and someday... Someday I will be its absolute master. Yes, of course, master. You look at me strangely. Do you think me insane? No. No, of course not. That is very wise of you, Kwan Wu. And do not forget that you are supposed to be mute. Never utter a word when others than our own men are around to hear. I shall remember. I have found the right place at last to work from, Wu. Little is known about Tibet. Here I can enlarge my organization at will. I could build an empire here with no one to stop me. For always I have the excuse of science. <laughs> yes, yes. The world will someday soon hear a great deal about the octopus. But what about the secret police? They will get word to the Hong Kong base and thus establish their identities and their innocence. Enough so to allow them to leave Tibet, Wu. But they can never enter Lhasa. I have told my story too well. We are protected by Tibet. <laughs> oh, Barney, would you mind stopping that eternal whistling of yours? Things are bad enough in this jail without listening to that. I'm trying to be cheerful, Clint. This cell they stuck us in ain't no pleasure resort, so I'm doing my good deed to try and cheer you all uh, up. You do a better deed by shutting up. All right, but you never did appreciate me. If we could only get to see the chief of police, he'd let us out of here right away. We did see him when they threw us in here, Speed. Yeah, but not to talk to. He just looked at well, us. They jailed us without giving us a chance to talk to anyone. We have no ideas of the charges against us, the reason for our arrest. Don't worry about the reason, old pal. It's the octopus. 
That rat framed us somehow. Well, but how? How can he land here without giving himself away? If I knew all that, I wouldn't be in here. It really isn't so bad, Barney. I think it's kind of fun. We're sure to get out of this all right. And it isn't everybody who can be in a Tibetan jail. Uh, that's what makes me angriest of all, to think that they put a little girl like Jean in jail, too. I guess you look like a criminal character, Jean. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Seems like some horrible dream, Clint. Uh, we're in a bad spot, all right, Doctor. They'll have to let us talk to someone eventually. Then I can cable Hong Kong and prove our identity. They can't keep us in this cell forever. Why can't they? Uh, what? Why can't they? Who's going to know what happened to us? Maybe that's what they do to people when they come to Tibet. Put them in dungeons so they're never heard of again. You said yourself nobody knew much about the place. Oh, for the love of my pipe down. Huh? You heard me. Why, Tibet is more civilized in many respects than a lot of other countries. Whatever jam we're in now is bound to be only temporary. So don't talk just to hear yourself talk and frighten Jean. I was only We saying... heard you the first time. Don't repeat it. There's only a way we could escape from this jail before the octopus has a chance to leave Nagchuka. Yes, that's what we're probably in here for, Speed. To give him time to take off. Sure it is. He probably spotted our plane long before we saw his and cut our throats so nicely with the officials that we'll be here as long as it suits him. Yes, but if he talked to the Tibetan officials, he couldn't have had his mask on. Say, Dr. Kingsley's right. Uh, yes. The octopus must be traveling under an assumed name here in Tibet, and a very powerful name. He never could have had us thrown in here without a chance of talking for our rights. Say, Clint, if he can talk him into things like that, what's going to stop him from talking him into shooting us? Ah, there you go again. Well, it's possible. Or maybe this is one of them jails where the floor drops away and you fall into a well, or the walls close in on you. Oh, yes, or the ceiling, studded with long spikes, descends on you. Yeah, how did you know? Oh, I used to read the same kind of detective stories when I was six years old. Oh, yeah? Let me tell you, I've learned a lot from them detective stories. Oh, now I know what's wrong with you lately, huh? Well, stop reading them, for the good of the International Secret Police. Clint... What'll we do after we do get out of here? Well, it all depends, Speed. I hope that we can get some clue as to the destination of the octopus. But I'm afraid he won't leave a trace. And all the time we thought he was going to be at the Black Pass. Well, we just took a chance on finding him there. After Chang told him over the shortwave radio that we were following him there. Well, personally, I think it's just as well that you didn't follow him to Black Pass, Clint. Those planes of his were all equipped with machine guns, weren't they? Uh, judging by the one we captured from splitters, yes. Well, we would have been fighting against terrible odds. One plane against the fleet of the octopus. We could have done some damage with them bombs, though. But uh, speaking of splinters, I wonder if we'll see him again soon. Well, I hope so, because when we find splinters, I think we'll find Marsha Winfield. Oh, Clint, you really think so? Oh, absolutely, honey. She's somewhere in Tibet. And sooner or later, we'll find her. We will if we ever get out of this joint. Well, you haven't helped matters any, you know. Mooing at Mr. Moo. Listen, it wasn't on account of that that they threw us in here. Anyhow, that guy's name was funny. Well, you'll hear a lot more strange names in Tibet, Barney, so you better get used to hearing them with a straight face for all our sake. Hey, is everybody against me? No, Barney. But when you go to a new country, you got to be kind of careful how you act at first. And careful of what you say. Listen to who's talking. Listen, kid, I've laughed my way in and out of dozens of foreign countries. Listen, a plane. The octopus plane, I bet. Quick, let me get to the window. <clears throat> Call that crack in the wall a window. Can you see anything yet, Flint? No, just the sentry walking back and forth. Uh oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute. Yes, it is the octopus plane. We've got to get out of here. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, wait a minute, fellas. Somebody 
coming. What is all this noise about? The octopus shall let him fly away. I do not know what you talk about, uh, Mr. Dunlap. But my chief is ready to see you all. Prove your innocence of the charge against you. To him. Hmm. If you can. Uh-huh. 